while there have been many unexpected and unanticipated aspects of parenthood so far, I've been a parent for just under eight months now, one of those unexpected joys has been our daughter's smile. When she first started to smile, it was in response to us smiling, and it was just this tiny little smirk at the corner of her lips, the, the cutest thing ever. It melts your heart. And while that smirk is still there, I think it always will be, for better or worse, her smile has really grown and developed over the past few months to the point where it's an ear-to-ear -ear grin now, probably accompanied by some laughter. But one activity that makes her smile the most is singing. I think my, my wife Rachel and I were both surprised, taken aback by this when it happened for the first time. I think she was really grumpy, but as soon as she heard her parents start to sing, her face just lit up. It was a beautiful memory. There's just something about music and song, isn't there? It has a knack for expressing our deepest emotions and bringing our stories and our lives together. So it's only fitting that Mary's joy overflows into song this evening. For what a promise she had to ponder. I can just imagine that she's traveling to her cousin Elizabeth's house and she's rehearsing the angel Gabriel's words to her over and over again. You shall conceive in your womb and bear a son, Gabriel said. He shall be called the son of the most high. Of his kingdom there will be no end. I can imagine it was just too much to comprehend not just the fact that she was a virgin bearing a child, but even more so who this child would be, the Son of the Most High, the Promised One. And to add on to that, when she arrived at Elizabeth's house, John the Baptist leapt in his mother's womb and Elizabeth cried out, Who am I? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Wow. Just imagine her joy was so full that she couldn't help but pour out into song, grinning from ear to ear at what God was doing. And we have the privilege of meditating on this gift of a song, the Magnificat, even today. And so this evening, we're going to take a few moments to work our way through that song and to ponder its meaning for us today. So first, we hear Mary's voice alone. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She praises the Lord. She magnifies him. Why? Because God has magnified her. She continues, For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. 
For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. God regards Mary and magnifies her not because of her piety or her worthiness or her resume. No, God regards Mary out of sheer grace and mercy and uses her as a vessel for his plan of salvation. And Mary recognizes this. In fact, Mary would recognize her need for this child more than most would. She listens to Gabriel's voice. She receives the task set before her with joy and hope. And she fears her Lord, knowing that his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. God looks on those. He regards those of humble estate and he raises them up. When commenting on this song, Martin Luther would say, there's nothing above God, and so he has to look beneath him. And the farther one is beneath God, the better does God see him. This is the direction Mary takes in her song as she expands to describe how God deals with the world as a whole. This is how our God Works. She says this He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Now, Mary is not saying here that having money or position or power is sinful and evil inherently. But she is warning when we depend and trust in those things alone and look to the world only. God recognizes those who see their need for him who are not satisfied with the pleasures and the materials of this world and the power, the pomp, and the popularity that they promise. He regards those who rather see their emptiness, their want, their need for eternal things. Even more so, God regards the farthest of sinners who recognize their sin, their brokenness, their shame, and come to him begging for a savior. This Advent season, we get the time to examine ourselves and to realize that we are indeed sinful and in need of a savior. And the good news tonight is that tonight God regards you and me and magnifies us in his son, Jesus the Christ. And here lies the beating heart, the refrain of Mary's song of joy. The final verse. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. 
There's just something about music and song, isn't there? It has a knack for expressing our deepest emotions and bringing our stories and lives together. And tonight, Mary's song of joy brings us all together, sown in the wondrous joy of her child in the womb. For we are surely those of humble estate. We are surely those singers in need of a savior. And we join the chorus of saints from the Old Testament and the New who hoped, who waited, who expected this promised one and who rejoiced when he arrived. In the midst of oppression and stumbling, darkness and shame, God's promises continued to shine. The offspring of the woman shall crush the serpent's head. Abraham's offspring shall bless all the families of the earth. The Messiah, David's son and David's Lord, shall deliver his people from bondage. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Mary has everything to rejoice about tonight because in her womb she bears the fulfillment of all of God's promises. In her womb she bears mercy incarnate. Such joy is ours tonight too, brothers and sisters in Christ. For just as Mary was regarded and magnified by her Lord, so we too are regarded and lifted up, magnified through our Lord Jesus Christ, who came to save us from our sins. And what better response can we give God than to join our hearts and our voices in joyful song to our merciful Lord? This Christmas season, this Advent season, I challenge you not to take for granted the gift we have of gathering here in this place and singing, gathering our hearts and our voices together as God's holy people. Let us not forget those who cannot join us physically as we sing this Christmas season. Let's not forget those of our members who are homebound or in hospitals and facilities. And let us not forget those who don't yet know this song of joy, who haven't yet heard its chords, its harmonies, and the soaring melody of salvation, which we sing. But rather, as we sing tonight, let us go out, singing this song in our thoughts, our words, and our deeds every day, sharing this song of joy with those who so desperately need it. For this Christ, this Son was indeed born for everyone. Our God magnifies us tonight. And we have the privilege as his people of magnifying him and singing his eternal song of salvation. As we join our voices with Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Amen.